we've been moving through a series um, for a couple of weeks now, a uh, series called One Another. A series called One Another. We, uh, we had been in Nehemiah and we had been looking at Nehemiah returning to rebuild and uh, rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem for the glory of God. And uh, then Nehemiah was going to be tasked with rebuilding the community within the walls. And sometimes we have to look at the community within the walls. Amen. And so this series, One Another, looks at what uh, uh, what responsibilities and privileges we have to one another given to us uh, as uh, children of God. Amen. Uh, This week, we're going to be. Again, in the book of Romans, we began last week in the book of Romans. We're going to continue in the book of Romans this week. And we will be in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to begin reading uh, just a few verses. Romans chapter 12. I'm going to begin reading from verse 9. Romans chapter 12, uh, beginning at verse 9. You have your copy of God's word. I'll give you a minute to get there so we can be on one accord. I'll be reading from the English Standard. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 9. The scripture says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Never be wise in your own sight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opening of your word now. The unfolding of your word brings light. And that light brings life, Lord. We pray that we would get good understanding, Lord. We pray that we would recognize uh, your message and your presence, Lord, that you be magnified in this time, God, of exposing your word. Um, I pray, Lord, your grace and peace be on all that are gathered here and every household that's represented here and those, Lord, that are uh, uh, participating virtually, Lord, uh, your grace uh, can reach them. We thank you. We thank you for this time. Uh, Father, I ask for fresh anointing to preach and an anointing to receive your word. Uh, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. For you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. What's Elias doing behind me? I feel like he's doing, he's up to something behind me here. What's going on? Oh, wall art. Look at that. Bless this mess. 
Guess this is for the kitchen. Life is short. Lick the bowl. Don't be afraid to take whisk. Life is short again. Mix it up. Uh, uh, you ever been to someone's house who has the, the funny or inspirational quotes hanging on their walls like these? Um, uh, they, they, they're more than just decoration, though. People usually hang them in their homes to express their ideas and to share expectations of what should take place in their home and in their family. They set the tone and texture for the home, the things hanging on the wall, right? I appreciate, I appreciate, um, leave it up there. I, I, I appreciate um, nice word art on the walls of a house. But I always question that one down here in the bottom, that, that one saying, live, laugh, love. Uh, yeah, I question it just because, I mean, it's, it's, it's so subjective. You know, I mean, it, it, it leaves a lot of room for, for interpretation. Uh, everybody's idea of living, laughing, and loving is, is, could be different, right? Um, uh, what, what makes somebody else laugh might not make me feel like laughing. And so, so we gotta, it needs to be more specific in my, in my mind. Anyway, I digress. Not about me. It's not about me. Um, uh, we, we, in my house, we, we, tend to, we tend to hang scripture on the wall. We, we hang scripture. So whoever's moving through the house knows what our standard is in the home. Yeah, I don't care if it's a burglar. They know what's going on in the home. Maybe they decide uh, this is the wrong house. In the text today, it's almost like it's like we get a, a look at the wall art in the home of God's family. It's, it's full of, of short instructions giving expectations for those in the house to live by. Um, the, the title of the, of the sermon today is How God's Family Loves. How God's Family Loves. There's, a, there's an idea in the text. I'll, I'll give you the big idea right now in case you get a uh, little, little, you start to drift off. I'll give you the idea so you can have it. Love is on display whenever the members of God's family live how he directs. Love is on display whenever the members of God's family live how he directs. Um, Again, uh, just as a, a background, a backdrop, uh, in, the, in the first 11 chapters of, of Romans, Paul writes uh, under the influence of the Holy Spirit on, on, the, on the desperate need for righteousness and how it's fulfilled and, and gained for us, that right standing with God. It's fulfilled and gained for us as an act of grace in Jesus Christ. Um, if we remember from last week, those that were here, chapter 12 begins to describe how this righteousness is to be demonstrated by those who received it freely from the Lord. Um, Paul shares that nothing less than our complete submission of ourselves to God as living sacrifices and the ongoing surrender of our minds for renewal by his spirit would be acceptable in return for what he's given to us. Nothing less than all of us to him. Um, being, being submitted to God in this way, it, it helps us recognize each other as all a part of one body. 
that we're all a part of one body in him. And, and as, as one body, we're called to serve each other. Like Deacon Eric said, I, 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 I'm thankful he watched the sermon. Amen. That, 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 that we're called to serve each other from what he supplies each one of us. So he's made a deposit and we're called to re-gift that gift that he's given us to the others, to each other. Amen. But not only are we connected as a body, we'll see today that we're also related as God's family. Like it or not, you can't choose your family. <laughs> we're related as God's family. And, and, and so the, the, the many, um, picture, picture the, the many uh, exhortations packed in these few verses, picture them being like the, the word art on people's walls setting a standard for the house. And now I'm going to need you, it's early, I'm going to need you to use your sanctified imagination today. Imagine with me, walk with me. We'll, we'll walk through this house of, of Romans and see what family expectations that the Lord has hung on the walls for us. Uh, are you with me? Uh, we, 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 we're about to walk into the house. Look, uh, verse 9 says, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what's good. Hold fast to what is good. And right off, right off the bat, straight as soon as you step in the door, the first thing we encounter in the house is an encouragement to love again, right? It, it sets the tone for all of the other expectations. Love is the premier. It sets that tone. Uh, he says, let love be sincere, not just an act or a show, no pretense, no strings attached, or no, no hidden agendas. Let it be real. Let it be sincere. Let love be genuine. The word uh, for love here points back to the word we described for love uh, a few weeks ago when we started the beginning of the series, and it's the love like Jesus. Amen? It, it, it is a, it's a love that serves and sacrifices for the godly flourishing of another, no matter the cost to the one that's demonstrating it. It's that, that's, 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 what we're, that's what we're looking at here. Um, I think I was, I, I don't know how this came, but, but maybe the Lord, only the Lord could have revealed this to me. I think it's, I think it's what the singer, uh, the dynamic singer MJB was talking about. Y'all know MJB? No, y'all, y'all holy. Y'all only listen to praise music. Uh, 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 Mary J. Blige, when she sang real love, I'm searching for a real love. Uh, y'all never heard that song. <laughs> Yeah, this is, don't do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. I think, I, think, I think she was on to something with this, right? Because it, 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 it resonated. Watch this. It resonated with so many people who were looking for an authentic experience of romantic love. But I believe like the singer would find out, like Mary would find out, there needed to be an authentic experience of God love before any other love could live up to the title of being real. And and I've heard Mary talk, if she was here today, I think she would say the same thing. She said, I needed God love to find the real love, right? Uh, And and so, so, so 
he, he says, let it be sincere. Whatever causes people to wear false masks or, or put on a show or, or an act, uh, it, it should not be present in this family. Uh, that's not acceptable in this house. Uh, people should feel free not to wear masks and still expect to receive love. That they'll receive love with their mask off. Imagine that. Um, the, the, so, 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 remember, this, this kind of love is, is intentional. And it's based on the will versus the feelings. I'm going to love them. Period. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love them. This verse also uh, uh, does something here. It, it draws clear lines, and, and, and this is, is tied to love, because love is, love is real. When it's real, it does this. It draws clear lines between what, uh, what's to be desired in the household and what's to be detested in the household. Abhor what is evil. Um, uh, look, it, it, the, the instruction here is to be repulsed by evil things and draw back from them like you would a, a horror scene. Um, um, regardless of, of what everybody's doing, uh, these things aren't to be toyed with, uh, well, at least not in this house, right? Um, uh, because, of, because of the uh, believer's love for God, they, those things are forcefully rejected. They're, they're, they're turned from, but, but, um, but what's good is, is clung to like a husband with his wife, stuck like glue, clung, that, that, that's what that, that's a, that, that whole fast, that's what that means, be glued to, picture it this way, picture, picture a child being fed Brussels sprouts versus a cookie, with one, the kid will try to spit it out, and they may even get up from the table and run. And with the other, they'll, they'll grab and they'll devour and they'll be looking for more. That's to be our relationship with evil and good. Like, like a ch- this should be the posture for all those who entered this house. Remember, we're in, we're in the house, right? Um, this should be the posture. And, and so, so he goes on, the love that, that's expected in the house is described a, a little more in, in this verse. It says, he says, love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another showing honor. Uh, that's the next sign that we see on the wall as we move through the house. If, if, we're, if, we, if we were reading this in Greek, thank God the sign's not in Greek. Uh, in the Greek language, we see that they, here Paul uses two other words for love. He's going to exhaust what kind of love is going on in this house. Um, but 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 we, we won't do that. We won't we won't uh, speak in another language. But what we will we need to know and recognize is that the household of faith calls not only for sacrificial love, but also the natural affection of family, family bonds. That that kind of love, a relational love. Paul is referring to here. There's to be a, a the, the warm care that, that, that should exist between siblings, but also the tender affection of a parent for a child or a child for a parent, one, one that doesn't need to be taught. Uh, you know, that, that child is going to cling. That parent is going to hold on. These words and, and affections only, only uh, 
They were only used in this time to describe biological families. Paul is borrowing language from the, from the, uh, the time of his day. It, it only was used to talk about biological families in that time. But now uh, those words are to represent uh, this, the, the, the church as a spiritual family in Christ Jesus. Paul took the word and said, now this is us. Anyone looking from the outside should recognize that coming to Christ is beyond religion. It's lived out in relationships, Deacon Eric. It's lived out in relationships. Uh, It should be visible. Um, love, Love will constantly be on display in those relationships through all of the actions that you see in these verses. Uh, 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 for example, even, even what, what came next, how they show honor. Uh, love is on display here. Believers are called to treat others in the household of faith as if they outranked them. Uh, 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 like, like you would stand back and salute in a higher ranking officer, right? There, there should be a constant you first echoing uh, echoing in, the, in, in a place where believer, believers gather. Um, it, it should take us 20 minutes to get out of here because everybody wants to hold the door for the other person because that person is valued more than them. Uh, y'all, yeah, no, y'all said I'm out of here as soon as, it, as soon as you bless. No, no, no. Y'all, y'all hear what, you see the word? We walking through the house. These are house expectations. Paul reminds us, uh, uh, he reminds us, uh, he reminds the, uh, the Philippians of this kind of same thing, uh, that putting others ahead of you was the attitude of Christ. Anybody want to have the attitude of Christ? Over in Philippians 2 and 3, he reminds the Philippians, this, this putting people, other people first, this is the mind of Christ. Anybody want that? <laughs> Next, we notice in the house that uh, he says, Don't, uh, do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Paul had to point that out. Uh, uh, Nobody's sleeping past 8 a.m. in my house. Uh, No, that's not what it says. (laughs) Did my grandma have this scripture? No. Look, watch this. There's no room in this household for a culture of doing things in a half-hearted way. There's no room. There should be no reluctance in carrying out service in this house. Um, uh, This house. He's talking to the Romans, right? In fact, there should be the opposite. It should be the opposite, Paul said. To be fervent in spirit, it literally means boiling in the spirit. Boiling in the spirit. I mean, being on fire for the Lord. Have you ever met, uh, were you, were you, have you ever been on fire for the Lord? Have you ever met anyone like this that's boiling in the spirit? They're on fire for the Lord. It's, it's, you're, you're listening to them, you're watching. It makes you feel like you need to go get baptized again. They're, they're boiling in the spirit. He said, this, that's what should be going on here. That's what should be cooking in, in, in this house. Um, uh, uh, um Everybody, you know, everybody is is fired up by something. Uh, you, you'll notice that when when the topic comes up, they 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 seem to become more energetic, and and even when they're normally quiet, they begin to have a lot to share. So it's, that's they found that thing that that fires them up. You, what 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 causes you to boil with enthusiasm? What causes you to boil with enthusiasm? 
Uh, is it is it is it a, is it a uh, four quarters of a game? What what causes you to boil with enthusiasm? Is it a, is it a good sale at Macy? Uh, it, what causes you to what causes you to boil with with with, with enthusiasm? Is it is it a new job possibility? Uh, work? What gets you? So what? Co- so, so because we're all different, it, it, it could be one thing or, or maybe several things. But but if serving the Lord is not high in that list, it may be time to reconsider your priorities. That the serving the Lord right here that should be causing you to boil with enthusiasm, to overflow with enthusiasm. Remember that 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 serving the Lord is the natural spiritual reaction to all of His mercies toward us. It's his it's his spirit, and it's not something you drum up. It's his spirit in you that should produce that fire. So this is this is a this is an issue of prayer as you evaluate if you're boiling in the spirit or not, huh? There should be no such thing as a slothful, spirit-filled Christian. It's an oxymoron. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Huh? Well, I'm gonna come off of that. I'm good, good degree. Uh, the next hanging we encounter is a threefold. It's, it's 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 like the three you know the three frame hangings. It's a threefold. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. I might look for that one. I like it. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Even those on fire for the Lord face stormy times. Right? Hard days. Um, instead, of, instead of giving up, though, the scripture is, is, is giving us some expectation. Instead of giving up when you face that hard time, when hard times come, when things get a little rough, uh, um, instead of uh, 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 giving up when the pressure of life starts to bear down on them, this, wor- this word directs the family of God to endure the weight. That's what patience means. It doesn't mean sitting quietly tapping your fingers. It means uh, enduring the weight of a thing without giving out. Um, uh, they, they, and, and, and it should be done in a certain way. That's why this is threefold. I like how it's, it's put together. They should do this in hope. That hope, it means with an eye toward Jesus. Not Look, looking to Jesus, not not only his sacrificial love and his work of redemption that he's that he's worked out for you, but his promised return for those who trusted him. Uh, it's, it's a looking toward the day when he comes. It's a looking toward the time that he transforms things into the land of no more. Have you heard of the land of no more where there's no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain? It's a looking forward to that time of, uh, 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 of him coming with hope. That's what the hope is. It's patient expectation, bearing up. And, Paul, and Paul, says, Paul says, in order to do this, you'll be at all times praying in continuous communion with God. Uh, I, I mean, maybe not with your head bowed and your eyes closed. That's not good for driving. Uh, uh, but, 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 but with your heart reaching for God. 
Um, uh, just a, a continuous spirit of, of talking to him at any moment to the point where people say, excuse me, what you say? I get that all the time. Um, no, 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 I was talking to someone else. <laughs> um, reaching, reaching for him, uh, constant, urgent. Look, look, I, 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 this constant prayer, it made me, it made me think of this, this I, I saw this funny TikTok video and, and somebody asked the question, do you need Jesus to go to heaven? And then they responded, they were like, you need Jesus to go to Walmart. I was like, this is so true. This is so true. I can't think of the place where I am that I don't need him. Lord. So, 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 uh. If we see that wall art there next to the wall art, there's a picture up there and there's a picture of a of a persistently prayerful people who are able to experience joy in the midst of trouble. They're able to they're able to have you they're smiling and there's storm clouds over their head. You see the picture? Can you see the picture? Are you using your sanctified imagination? They, they, they're there in the portrait and they, they got a joy that's in spite of circumstances. They got a joy anyhow. They got a joy like, like the seasoned saints of old used to sing songs. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. They got this, this joy. Paul says there, there's to be a rejoicing. And Paul knew about storms. He spent a lot of time in the clink. Yep. They, they, they would lock Paul up in a minute for preaching. Look at this. The next, the next few expectations, uh, they, 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 they start to cause you to pause a little bit. The other ones, they were getting good. And then it caused you to slow down and say, let me, did I read this right? It said, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Wait a minute, Paul. Contribute sounds like, like, like me giving up my resources for somebody else. Uh, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's, that's, that's what's there on the wall. Matter of fact, the, the word that's translated uh, contribute, it means sharing. It means sharing. It, it, it comes from the same word where we get fellowship from. Uh-oh. Um, it, it, it points to that. Somebody said, I'm going to fellowship. Are you? It, it, it points to, to partnering or having interests in common with someone and with one another. Part, part of fellowship is not only sharing in each other's company or sharing in each other's work, uh, uh, working together, but, but also sharing and meeting each other's unmet needs like you would meet your own needs. It's... I knew it would get quiet stuff. I got one clap. Amen. Look at this. <laughs> like, like the other instructions, I didn't even tell you the other instructions, just like the other ones, this word is in the present tense. So it means all, the, all of these signs mean it, it, it's supposed to be an ongoing thing between us. It means keep on sharing and contributing. Keep on loving. Keep on um, the, 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 listen, and, and, but watch it. Look at the look at the look at the outcomes of it, though. Look look at what happens. Watch the um, pastor, uh, pastor Timothy Keller. Uh, he said he said this. Uh, the early church was strikingly different from the culture around it in this way. The the pagan society was stingy with its money and promiscuous with its body. 
A pagan gave nobody their money and practically gave everybody their body. And Christians came along and they gave practically nobody their body and they gave practically everybody their money. They were a strange group. I, I call them they, but are you part of that number? Um, um, I, I, I got an unsolicited text, group text, whew, with, with about 40, 50 numbers in the group text. Unsolicited, I didn't ask for it. And, and I don't know where, where it came from, but the text was uh, texting devotions. It was devotion. The devotions were pretty good, too. I read them out and said, oh, this is pretty good stuff. I didn't ask for it. It was pretty good stuff. But the other 40 people, whoever, they didn't ask for it either. And boy, their responses. I can't repeat everything they responded with. Uh, and they're still responding now. I, I put my phone away. They, 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 every Saturday night, they are not happy. I'm going to tell you this. But, but, um, but one of them that struck me, it said, it said, please take me off this list. You'll never see a penny from me. I read it in my own text, in my own voice. You'll never see a penny from me. The funny thing is, the devotions never ask for they never ask for any money. You see that? There's some kind of a unnatural uh, relationship with money that happens with people. Paul says, not in this house. Not in this house. Uh, he says this sharing, this, this sharing uh, between uh, the saints, it was so evident in the early church that Paul had to write to the Thessalonians to make, make sure people weren't taking advantage of it. They were so free with the sharing. Uh, uh, the sharing, it was such an expectation that some people decided they'd rather not work. They said, well, this is a good thing. I can sit on the corner and talk about the people walking by and not work. But Paul told him in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10, he said, if anyone is not willing to work, let them not eat. So he fixed that. He fixed that real good. I don't know if he posted that on the corner or, or what, but we didn't hear from them again about that. Amen. Um, and, so, and so there's this sharing that's just an expectation, right? Um, because all the money you have is your money, right? Okay. We'll, we'll go back. We'll, I, 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 let me move on. And, and, you know, in my, in, my, in, my, in my college days, I'm treading lightly. In my college days, I, I loved to travel to many other universities in, 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 like in the state and in the region. I loved to just go travel. To, we called it road tripping. I loved to road trip. And, and I was the proverbial broke college student, but I had a car. So I never had much money, but because um, I was a part of a, a, of a fraternal organization, I'll say, uh, uh, that, that, that had chapters at those various schools, I was always greeted there with offers of food and, and lodging and open arms for, for however long I would stay um, from the people at those schools who considered me their brother. Uh, and many times we had never even met each other before, but nevertheless, the red carpet of hospitality was rolled out for me, uh, and I loved it. <laughs> it, it it's, this, it's this type of taking in and, and treating well that the family of God was also called to. It's that it's the, it, hospitality. They, they, were, they were to be looking for opportunities to show hospitality. 
this, this was, I, 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 recall, I recall Abraham in his tent door. He saw people way down the road. Abraham said, cook something, cook something. Swept up outside of his tent. He got, he got ready. He was, he was looking for it. This, this, and, and, and in the time of the, of the scriptures, uh, of the New Testament, this was important because the ends were questionable when people traveled. The ends were qu- questionable. Uh, and, and, and travel was tedious. So, so a place of hospitality was like a respite. It was necessary. It became even more important as the, as, as the church would begin, uh, start to be persecuted. Um, believers would be forced to leave their homes and they need places to stay as they wandered around looking for another home. Hospitality. Paul said, be running toward it. So depending on your upbringing, I, I was thinking about this, depending on your upbringing, uh, th- this might be more challenging for some folks today. Um, uh, some people were taught not to let people in their house. Y'all, th- you don't have to raise your hand. Um, but but I, I'm Hebrews 13 and 2, I, he, I just encourage you with that and then we'll move forward. It offers encouragement sharing how some people, while, they were, while, while showing hospitality, they have unknowingly entertained angels. They, they took in angels as guests just because they were quick to be hospitable. Most of your guests won't be angels. <laughs> but it's possible. It's possible. Let me just encourage. It's possible. So, so we keep moving through the house. And then what we see on the wall next, in the next room, it challenges everybody. He says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Bless it. You hear a pin drop? Seems like, seems like this instruction, uh, it must be considering people outside of the family, though. Because we're talking about one another. It must be talking about people outside of the family. Uh, surely only folks outside of the faith will persecute those inside of the faith. Right? So, so, uh, so let's, let's just take that. If that's the case, uh, it, then it would be up to the believers, how do we deal with it, to encourage and remind one another of this obligation to bless and to curse not. It echoes the instructions of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 and 43 and 44 where he says, you've heard it that it was said you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now, as hard as it sounds, it, it's, it's often easier to pray for someone on the outside than to deal with betrayal on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about when I say that? It, it, it's sometimes just sometimes easier to deal with it out there than in here when it's the one that ate bread with you. Um, could Paul be pointing to that? Uh, um, um, can a, a family member be the cause of the suffering? Uh, what, 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 what if you're called to pray for or bless a harasser in the house? I knew it was going to get quiet. I brought one amen with me all the way from uh, North Delaware to, just in case. What a, a harasser in the house. I'm going to share one tip, and I'm going to move, I'm going to keep it moving. i share one tip. I, I, I don't get this perfect. I, I didn't say I had this thing perfect, but it helps me to remember, it helps me to remember that hurt people hurt people. 
it's likely the person responsible for mistreating you or others needs God's healing from what they've experienced. It'll help you maybe to think about it that way. That's all I have. That's all I got. And Jesus said so. That's all I, that's all I can offer. Paul says, keep speaking well of them before God instead of cursing them. Ask God to show them his grace. That's what, he, that's what we're called to. And it sounds like some supernatural stuff going on in the house. But, but remember, these are people that have submitted their bodies to God. They've been filled by his grace, by the power of his spirit. So they're able to do some supernatural things, obviously. The last two verses, we're almost done. The last two verses here said, uh, it helps us just keep things. This says, this is how there's going to be peace in this house. This house is going to be peaceful. Uh, it says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. That's a, that's a peaceful home. Can you celebrate with somebody who, who, who's, who just got a new job? Can you celebrate with them even when you've been out of work for the last nine months? Can you celebrate with them if they're part of this house you do? In this household, we rejoice with each other. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's what's on the wall. Um, when, 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 when someone's soul is aching in the family, uh, the, 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 the family is to come alongside them, even silently, without giving advice, and simply share tears with them. Not because you understand their pain, but because you're one, and you're, you're, you're loving family with them. So their hurts hurt you. You don't have to know what's wrong. They're hurting, you're hurting. Oh, that, that's a whole sermon in itself. It's a whole sermon in itself. Some people won't condescend to just sit and hurt with someone because they don't think what the person is hurt about, they should be hurt about. In the church. The scriptures say no. The scriptures say no. It, think about, look, look, at, look, at the, look at the benefits and the beauty of this thing. We multiply joy when we share it. It's like, like, a, like a fire lighting from person to person. It begins with one person having this joy about a thing, but soon 10, 20, 30 or so or more people can, can have it because they shared in it. You might have come in not w- w- without any joy, and I can tell you, if you're sharing my joy, I can tell you what I'm full of joy about, and now you got some joy. Think about this, this, this family connection, how it's supposed to work. Um, but, but, but also, look at the other benefit. We, uh, we multiply the joy, but we diminish the weight of emotional pain. When we share it, the load is lightened uh, when, when it's carried and shared by many people instead of one person. Think about that. I, I mean, uh, uh, so, so, so joy goes up and pain goes down. 
when you spread you, you spread it out, I'm not carrying it by myself anymore. It's better. And when you allow God to work on your mind, you start to see his good and his pleasing and his perfect will. Like, God, the way you set this thing up in this house, it is better. The call to live in harmony, it begins with how believers think about one another. People, people entered the family from all different stations in life. Well, we a mixed bag of folks, ain't we? Um, uh, uh, they, they, so, so some, some, some come with abundant resources and some come with very little. Some come with high status and others come with none. That's harmony though. With, with, with this last statement, the bar is set in the house for humility. Humility. The, 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 even to get in the house, that means it's a low door to get in the house. You got to to get in the house, right? It, it, humility. It's set for humility and space is made for loving interaction between those with, with diverse uh, socioeconomic backgrounds. Space is made for, for love between them. In this family, the, the mark of success is no longer rubbing elbows with the big wigs and influential people, but, but, but with those often not considered by the culture in that day. It, it, it flips things, and this, this family flips things. If, if, think about our, our own church. If we, if we would be a church where the diverse people of Wilmington converge toward Christ together, we need to hold this same heart of humility toward everyone. Uh, are you with me? Uh, um, if, find joy in relating to those who don't match our mirror images. But they've taken on Christ's image. The, the loving standard of the family of God doesn't leave room for anyone seeing themselves as superior and others as inferior. There's no, it's, it's nowhere in the text. Instead, each one considers the other just as valuable or even more valuable before God. This quick final point. He just jabbed it in there on the end. And we're going to close on it. Look. It's tagged in this verse. It says, never be wise in your own sight. The whole of these instructions was to lean the church toward loving each other like, fam- like the family of God should. That's, that's, that's what the instructions were toward. The one who's wise in their own eyes tries to rise above the plain teaching here for God's people. Uh, they, they elevate themselves and, and they, they do things like apply this text to everyone else but them. Huh? They, they disrupt the harmony of the family if, if, if they're going to be wise in their own eyes. The late, the late Australian minister and theologian, Leon Morris, he said it well. I like how he put it. He said, the person who is wise in their own eyes is rarely so in the eyes of other people. <laughs> There's no room in the household and family for anyone being puffed up. James, in James 3, we, we have guidance on what true wisdom should look like. There should be wisdom in the household. In verse 13, he said, who is wise and understanding among you? He says, by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Not puffed up. 
I beg that you would you would read that that whole section in James chapter three, 13 to 18. You just get a full evaluation of what real wisdom is like. Three implications to take with you. The standards in this text, three implications. As members of God's family. As members of God's family demonstrate love in these ways toward one another. Everyone in the household of faith will experience blessings. This thing is set up for blessings on blessings on blessings. Two, having this this overall loving attitude and practicing these acts will prepare us for when we're called on to carry them out in the world. Uh, it's, it's a training camp. <laughs> We'll be prepared to carry them out. If we can't do them in here, we're going to have trouble doing it out there. Right? And, and lastly, the demonstration of this kind of love lived out in, in, in community among the family, it will be attractive to those outside and it'll glorify God. It'll be attractive and it'll glorify God. Uh, 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 Jesus never, never, never put in the put in the put in the plans for us to have a a, a, a social media campaign and, and and to do all these things. What he put in the words for us to to reach people was to love one another. Was to love one another, and when we practice what's going on in the house like this, others see it, and God is glorified.